Hello everyone, you are on the Trucker's Voices Podcast. It is time for another episode, so sit back, relax, buckle your seatbelts, and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Well, good Thursday evening, everybody. I hope everybody's doing good today. I hope that y'all had a great day of trucking today. Uh, Glad y'all can join us out here on the uh, Truckers Voices page. Uh, This is our roundtable. We look forward to this every Thursday night. Uh, We get to talk to great professional drivers on here. If you missed some of the previous episodes from people that we talked to, uh, go back and look. We archive them on uh, Facebook and we archive them on YouTube. Uh, We're actually live right now on uh, Truckers Voices page, Safety Drive for a Cure page, and we are live on YouTube right now. But anyway, we got a special treat for y'all tonight. Uh, We have a truck driver on here that's been in the industry for many years. Uh, his name is Chuck Lobsinger, and he resides in Alachua, Florida, and he is a retired truck driver from Walmart Transportation. So we're going to talk to him tonight. Uh, I would appreciate it if you guys would call in, um, ask questions. I'll put you on air. If you actually want to join the live, I can send you a link, and you can come on the live with us also. But without further ado, I'm going to bring in here my co-host, Steve. And let Steve holler at you for a minute, and then we'll bring Chuck right on in here. We'll get started with the show. I'm so glad that y'all joined us tonight, and uh, let's have a good time. Hey, so what do you say, Steve? What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I had a good day of trucking today. Everything went good. Went up to the Big A, come back. Um, you know, you go up to the Big A and come back every day, you've done something. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Wait a minute now. Come on. Do I do I sound any louder? I did go into settings and turn that microphone up a little bit. Does it sound a little better? You sound yeah. Hey, you putting fire in the wire, driver. Fire in the wire. <clears throat> well, that's you know, I sound better than I look. Come on, B. Yeah, I got you. Well, hey, sound like you're coming in on, on the skip right now. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Get to reach up and just that knob, turn it down. You know, I might say something somebody out there in radio land hears that don't like. You know, I don't know. But driver, you're driver, you're over modulating now. You're over modulating. See, you go to Atlanta. I meet a driver out of Atlanta, so yeah. he he gets out of Atlanta every day, and you go into Atlanta every day. I go into the belly of the beast every day, and you got to keep your head on a swivel, and you got to watch all sides at all times, brother. There ain't nothing wrong with a big A. You know, I've been to worse, New York City. Yeah, you know. hey, yeah, yeah, D.C. But, uh, yeah, D.C. Oh, that's, that's man, I don't know how them people do it. it hey, right so, we so, so, so we got we got our special guest uh, over in the studio green room. Uh, we'll bring him on in here in just a minute. But uh, you got anything you want to say to, to, to the audience out here tonight that's listening to us? Uh, any words of encouragement? Me? Words of encouragement. Yeah, that guy right there. Hmm. No, man, I'm, I'm glad to be on. Good evening, Scott Post. See you're on there. Uh, no, good evening, everybody. Hope everybody, like Tim said, had a good day, safe day. Man, we got one more day and it's the weekend. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. But these short weeks, these four-day weeks are killing me. I don't know why it seems like today is like 
Friday and tomorrow Saturday, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't like these short weeks. I like the long weekends, but I don't like the short weeks. I am plumb wore out. Not counting, I blew a tire yesterday and said on the uh, get on ramp for three hours. Well, that's always fun. Yeah, I sure hope you take the pressure on them tires before you left their drive. <laughs> well, it looked good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I talked to my tires. Hey, y'all doing good today? You know, but uh, no, it was, uh, what do we got going on there? Well, hey. We Let's got people get, coming in. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like yeah, that. yeah. We got people coming on in here. So, hey, let's bring our special guest on in here and uh, let's get ready and uh, let, let's see what's going on. All oh, right. Yes. Without further ado, here comes Mr. Chuck Lowe Singer, retired truck driver. How you doing, Hello, Chuck? everybody. How are you? <laughs> We're doing good, man. Looks like you're in your garage. I, I am. This is my this is my favorite hangout. Me and my uh. My trusty compadre there, you know. I don't know if you've seen him or not, but my dog, he hangs out here with me. Look, Steve, only in Florida would you hang out in your garage like that, man. The weather must be just so gorgeous, you know. No, it gets a little warm out here this time of year, but I have a fan and but I have a TV and all that stuff out here. So TV, I got you. you got a and, grill. And this is where I come to, to, to enjoy my stogie thing. Oh goodness! Let me turn my phone down here because I got text coming in. <laughs> I thought that was a, a breaking news report there. Well, that that is a family text coming through. So anytime that text comes through on a family chat, there it's always breaking news. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, um, uh, Chuck, tell us a little bit of. Uh, let's. I'm going to start off with the basics here. Okay. So so let's just drill down into it. Tell us who you are and we know that but you can tell us again where you're from and um you know basically how you got into trucking industry i want to hear your story i want to hear your story okay well like you said chuck lobesiger i uh reside in alachua florida uh retired in 2019 uh unfortunately it was a medical retirement i had a surgery go bad on my leg and it 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 kind of kicked me out of the truck. So, um, otherwise I'd still be out there with y'all. Um, but I, I, I enjoy what I'm doing now though. I don't, uh, my, my, my trailer trucking now consists of pulling a 41 foot fifth wheel around, you know, I get out there in the left lane and aggravate everybody. But, um, let's see. I, uh, I, I did the last 26 years of my career at Walmart. Um, drove 35 a little over 35 years total uh and in that 35 years accumulated three and a half million accident free miles so oh, and what what started me what what ever since i was a kid i was fascinated with trucks and this is kind of funny i tell tell this story all the time uh, when i was a kid and living in hialeah florida we had alleys that went down behind our houses and every week the garbage truck would come down in alleys and pick up your, your garbage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was fascinated by the garbage truck. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell my mom and dad, and when I grow up, I'm driving a garbage truck. And, you know, of course they said, no, you're not driving no garbage truck. You're going to be a doctor a lawyer or whatever. But the, the, the fascination of trucks just never left me. I, I, I always knew that was something I wanted to do. And, 
I was lucky enough to to um, to get involved in it and and just kind of took off from there. All right. So um, I want to I want I want to step back a little bit into your conversation that you rolled out to us there. Um, you absolutely said that, um, unfortunately for medical reasons, it took you out of the, um, trucking industry. Um, and I know a little bit of the backstory there, but tell us what happened. If you, if you, if you don't mind, if you do, you know, that's, no, I, I don't mind. Um, I went for my second knee replacement in 2019. Tell, tell, uh, tell us why, tell us why you had your knee replacements. Well, the the one I did in 2015 was from wear and tear from climbing in and out of the truck. The one I had done in 2019, I um, that leg was destroyed when I was 20 years old. I I um, was on a motorcycle three days before Christmas and I got hit by a drunk driver head on. Um, I didn't walk for two and a half years. Uh, they had to do six reconstructive surgeries on that right leg over that two and a half year period. When I first got to the hospital, they wanted to amputate it above the knee. Um, so I, the, the leg was severely traumatized when I was young. Uh, it had and still does two steel plates that run from just above my kneecap to up to my hip uh, and 18 screws. And my knee was kind of put all back together like a puzzle and and they told me I would probably never be able to walk again and I'm wrong um, but it was just something that that I lived with for almost 40 years and um, finally it just got to where it had to be be replaced and because of all the the surgeries that I had on it it um it was kind of a custom job they had to custom build the knee and everything so I, I, I flew to Johns Hopkins, had it done, um, came back here and was back here about three weeks and was in therapy and, and got put on an elliptical machine. And, and it, it, it went backwards on me and it hyperextended my leg and ripped my patella tendon off. And so after a couple of weeks of not knowing what happened, I finally had it checked out and uh, flew me back to Johns Hopkins, had to redo the knee, um, and reattach my patella tendon. And I was seven months immobile in a cast, um, worst seven months of my life. I uh, got blood clots in my lungs. Um, yeah. So after coming out of the cast, I had pretty much no mobility in the leg, no strength. Um, so it kind of took me out. I mean, I, I, I gained over the last two and a half years, uh, I've got about 60 degree bend in my right leg. I still have no strength in it. Um, I still have to walk with a cane occasionally. Um, but that's what took me out. Okay. All right. Steve, you got anything? I mean. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm lost for words. Um, I know your story, Chuck, about when you got hit by the drunk driver. I've heard you tell that several times. We've been together, and um, man, people just they they just don't realize the damage that they they cause and they create 
you know, it, and it might be spontaneous and instant right then, but it's it's the over the lifetime. And yeah, it, it doesn't end the day you're a little better or the day you're released from the hospital. It, um, you know, I was fortunate to live through it, um, but you know, there's a lot of others that that weren't fortunate and were victims of drunk drivers. And and if 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 one good thing ever came of this. Um, as a road team captain over the years, I was a Florida road team captain for seven, eight years, nine years, something like that before I retired. And I was an America's road team captain. And, and I used that, um, as a kind of a inspiration or whatever, a speech to, to talk to the kids, um, to let them know that, that they had choices you know, that back in the day, it was it was um, in my case, it was about drinking and driving. And today it's not. It's about distractive driving. I mean, the drinking driving still plays a part. But today it's it's all about all the distractions in the vehicles. And I used that. I used my my situation to try to get through to these young drivers that that they have a choice and, and they they can decide whether they want to be a part of that or not. Right. And you know, something, something that I pick up on here that I try to tell my kids, uh, tell any kids I talk to, set that goal out there. It, it doesn't matter how far it is, set it out there. Don't let nobody discourage you. And, and this story right here to me from you, and I've told you this before, that was a long time ago and you didn't let it get you down. You, you chose to go in the industry that you loved. You chose to live your daily life. You fought through the pain. You fought through the agony. And, you know, look at all them good years you had because of your determination. And that and that's, that's it. It, it. Determination. You didn't give up. And, you know, any... Anybody listening to this, that's the big thing. And, and like I said, I can't repeat it enough. You set those goals and you went for it, my friend. You went for it, and that, and that's awesome. Yeah, you have to do that. I mean, you you as bad as things get, sometimes you you can't let it stop you from from living your dream or or pursuing your interests or or whatever. I mean, even with everything I've been through in 2019, you know it. it the the seven months I was immobile in a cast and my cast went from my toes to my hip and, and I non weight bearing with that leg. And, and, you know, I pretty much had to depend on my wife to do almost everything for me, including helping me get dressed. And, and then right after getting out of the cast thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm home free. I'm, I'm getting better. And I wind up in the hospital with blood clots in my lungs, you know? So, and, (laughs) And what's funny is I sat out here in the garage for two or three days and just couldn't catch my breath. And 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 I told my wife, it's I said, it's because I've sat around for seven months. I'm getting old and fat. And 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 finally I woke up in the middle of one night one night and told her, I said, Yeah, it's not old and fat. There's there's something wrong. And the next morning I was in the hospital. So 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 uh Chuck on 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 that with your with your medical problem that you had. Um, how difficult was it for you to manage that getting up and out of the truck and doing what you needed to do 
as a uh, professional? I mean, how did you uh, compensate for that? Well, you, I was just going to say you learn to compensate. I mean, to where I knew my right leg was favored all those years. I I I compensated with my left leg, you know, and and fortunately, you know, the left leg is all those years with the clutch and and you learn how to climb in and out of that truck, you know, a, a, a certain way, you know, with with always leading with that left leg, the stronger leg. And, you know, you just you just learn to to accommodate. So so tell us a little bit about um so so before Walmart, so so before your career at Walmart, did you drive for somebody else? Yeah, I drove um almost four years with Leaseway <laughs> with Kmart. Um, we were the contract carrier for Kmart. And before that, I drove for, I don't know, a few years with a company out of Ocala delivering um, Italian foods. And I ran seven states and a straight truck at, out of there, a refrigerated truck. Um, yeah, I did that. And I think a year or two, I drove for a company delivering veterinarian supplies all over the state of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 uh, during your travels with Walmart, would you consider yourself as OTR? Would you consider yourself as just regional? Um, you're, you're OTR. I mean, you're, you're, you stay within a region basically, but, um, for a good 18 of my 26 years with Walmart, I ran, I was gone five nights a week, you know, um, you spent five nights a week in that truck, uh, home for day and a half, two days, and then back at it again. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we, it, it, you know, but, but I didn't run all over the country. I, I ran the Southeast region. You know, we, we pretty much, I was based out of Florida here, either Brooksville or Alachua. Um, so we, we stayed Florida, Georgia, Alabama. I think the furthest I ever got west was mississippi um northeast was virginia mm -hmm. i got you all right you got something steve no go ahead go okay ahead. i was disagreeing okay um so w when you uh was with walmart um when you first started walmart all right how did you see the trucking industry then as compared to now? And I'm not just saying Walmart in general, but the trucking industry in general. Um, I think it was a lot less strenuous, a lot uh, looser, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was back in the paper log days and, um, even though, you know, companies like Walmart were, were real tight on, you know, running legal and all that stuff. They never asked you to, to, to do otherwise. But but there was as a driver, there was times you found ways, you know, to 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 get somewhere you wanted to get when you wanted to get there. You know, you had, you had a real sharp pencil. That's right. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve never Steve never had a real sharp pencil. Nope. But but there was times now, I mean, uh, um, where it, it was never asked, but it was kind of insinuated, hey, you know, you need to get this load there. And and we made it happen. Um, 
but they they were uh, also um, um they were one of the first companies to go on computer logging. Mm-hmm. So, so, so how was that? I mean, um, being one of the first companies going on um, ELD, uh, ELD. Uh, what are my words? I'm looking for it. wasn't ELDs. It was E L E D L Ts, right? Yes. Uh, how, how was that um, whenever you had to transition over? And and did you see a lot of people, you know, a lot of kickback? You did. You did. You've seen a lot, um, you know, from from everybody. Um, but I I kind of went, man, I'm liking this. You know, I, 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 I finally know when I'm shutting down each day. I, I know how long I could be in that sleeper to take my break and so i kind of liked it um but yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of people that didn't didn't like it yeah yeah well what was what was the uh what was some of the best things that you liked about driving for a company such as walmart well and and i say this still to the day that, that they've they've changed a lot but you know they're still a great company they still they still um, treat their drivers very well. Um, they were a very family-oriented company. Uh, I missed a lot of stuff with my kids growing up. I, you know, I had four kids. I missed a lot of it. But when there was things that I just absolutely did not want to miss, they made it happen. You know, uh, the birth of my first grandchild. I slept in my Walmart truck in the hospital parking lot for a day and a half. And they never questioned me. They never said nothing. I told them I needed to be there. They said, go. Is that, is that your first grandchild I got up on the screen now? Um, no, this is just my latest one right there. Okay. All right. All right. So, how many grandchildren do you have? Oh boy. <laughs> um, just me. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Take your shoes off. Yeah. Um, like eight, just me. Uh, yeah. Combination of me and my wife were well over 13 or 14. Good gracious. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So how do you work that out with Christmas gifts? Well, in the last few years, it's, 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 gotten hard i mean it, you just can't afford to go out and spend a bunch of money so we limit it usually to between 25 and 50 dollars uh per grandchild right you know, i say 25 my wife says 50 so you know <laughs> yeah and we all know who wins that battle absolutely <laughs> so now now tell the question i got back on the truck and um so you started with walmart what about 1992 93 94. Did they have the conventionals then or was they still running the cab overs? They were running the cab overs. I was in a cab over till 1999. And I was the second driver in Brooksville, Florida to uh, to get a conventional. And I thought I was in heaven. Because <laughs> now they had, in 98, they had some cab overs that were flat floor. You right. could actually... Not stand, but you didn't have to slide out of the bunk and into the seat, you know. Right. Um, 
you could turn around and put your feet on a flat floored area in the bunk. I never had one of those. So I came right, right out of a, a 95, um, uh, international cab over into a, a, an international conventional. And I remember when they gave it to me, I transferred all my stuff out of it and they gave me a trip to Miami. I was still in Brooksville at the time. So I took off in this brand new conventional and I just thought my stuff didn't stink. I would, that, that, you know, I got down there to Miami and, and dropped my trailer in the hole, went on break and closed my curtains and sat back there in that bunk and just looked around and like, holy cow. You know, I, I was just amazed by it. You have it, arrived. One of these things. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I could stand up in there and everything. Yeah. I um, remember, uh, you know, I grew up over about an hour or so south of St. Louis off 67 Highway. And I remember all them Walmart boys back in the in the 80s and, you know, up through the 90s there before I started driving. Uh, uh, had them cab overs. They all had the lights underneath the bumpers. Had the, had the two chicken lights under the bumpers. Yeah. It was always clean. Drivers always had a clean white shirt or a light blue shirt on. Looked very professional. And then I remember the first time I started seeing some of the conventionals, I thought, oh, man, you know, I was I was driving a cab over at the time. And uh, I thought, man, oh, man. And uh, why I never put in an application Walmart, I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of changes through the years and uh, you've seen the changes out here on the interstate. You know, your two lanes went to four, your fours went to six. Um, you know, your scale houses are starting to get eliminated now. They're doing more road patrols. Uh, man, you know, so it's all good. You know, I, I, I was helping yesterday my brother move. His girlfriend's moving from Zephyr Hills to up here to Fort White with him. And I, I hauled a 24-foot car trailer down there and we loaded it with, she's a plant person, loaded it with plants. And I followed him. He had a U-Haul truck with the trailer behind it. And I got out there on the interstate and just seen some of the dumbest things I've, I've ever seen. And unfortunately, a lot of it was by, by truck drivers. And it, it, it disappointed me. It really disappointed me. You know how... Now, for so many years, we we've we've fought to um, get the image of the trucking industry better, and and there's just people out there that just don't don't care about that. They don't. Yeah. They they don't. It's it's. I I don't I don't understand it. I don't. Uh, I don't know you. The ones that do run radios, you know, they're always complaining. That, you know, this ELD's got me tied on the schedule. And my comment to that is, if you can't make money running legal, you wasn't making money running illegal. I can tell you that. That's exactly right. So why why be unsafe? Um, you know, it's uh, just uh, it's crazy. Go ahead, Tim, before I get on a rant there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually going to um, piggyback off the comment here. I don't know who this user is. I can't see who this user is. Maybe you can see who this user is, Steve, but it says Chuck has the best man cave there. Uh, it, 
Tell us a little bit about your man cave there, Chuck. It's just my garage. You know, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time out here. Um, I got a like a 40 inch TV out here and sound bar on it. And, and um, this is where I hang out. You know, yeah. uh, me and me and my dog. And this is also our our smoking room, you know, <laughs> wife and and her mom and and uh, and me. You know, we come out here and. You know, the only thing I don't have in it yet is air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I have so, it ventilated. I put ventilation fans in it last year. And, you know, so like in the wintertime, we don't have to open the door all the way up or open it all, really, you know. Right. But, do, you, do you got one of the screens that goes over your garage door? The whole. I, I have up? one, but I've never put it up. <clears throat> the reason I asked my old neighbor where I used to live, uh, he come over and got me one morning and goes, Hey, you want to go to the lake with me? I said, sure. So we went up to his in-laws and that's, he actually built a screen that would work on the garage door. And then he put it on retractors. Well, now you can buy it on the internet. Yes. You know? And yeah. I haven't seen him to, to tease him about that. Cause I said, you know, this is something you ought to patent. I mean, this was back in, I don't know, 99, 2000. I said, you ought to put a patent on this. I said, this has got to work. And now you can buy them on the internet. And uh, I'm thinking about getting one for my garage because believe it or not, I like to sit in the garage. I, I'm like you. I got a TV. I got my workbench. got the refrigerator. Yeah, cold beer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah right grill, here. It's, grill, it's my, my, my beer fridge is right here. <laughs> my man. My man. Yeah. Um. Uh. Before we transition into uh, another topic here, um, do you know Mike Kohler, um, Chuck? Mike, what was your last name? K O E L L E R. No, it doesn't sound familiar. It says, "Hey, brother, down here uh, in." And it says something about call land. I don't know who that is, so I didn't know if you knew what that comment was about or not. So, no. All right. Um, Chuck Post, uh, he said, excellent educational uh, platform, Chuck. I commend your grit to see things through in spite of your setbacks. So he was commending you there on, you know, moving forward uh, after your accident and just, you know, your true grit to do what you had to do to get the job done, basically. Yeah. So anyway, hey, we're at the bottom of the hour. Uh, let's go ahead and transition. We're going to take a little bit of break, um, and I'm going to show you this video, and we're going to tackle this uh, right after we get back from this break. So y'all stay tuned, watch this video, and if you got comments, uh, please call the line. It's 229-740-0912 uh to, to to express your opinion on what we're talking about so i'm gonna play this and i look forward to hearing from somebody on the uh on the trucker voices line all right be right back first tonight it's getting more expensive to ship packages and receive deliveries the price of diesel hit an all-time high in the u.s putting a tighter strain on the trucking industry 
Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Quita Culpepper. And I'm Brian Mays. Diesel fuel essential to the supply chain. When prices climb, it affects all consumers. AAA says the national average for a gallon of diesel fuel is at $5.32 a gallon, up more than $2 compared to this time last year. KVU's Matt Fernandez is live at the Wahlberg Travel Center in Georgetown today. And Matt, the higher fuel costs for truckers could ultimately hurt the rest of us. Yeah, it really can. You can see at this station, it's 519 a gallon. Here in Austin, a gallon of diesel is as high as 515 to 519 a gallon. This is, you know, the highest that uh, the first time they got this, this high. Truck driver Jose Garcia is filling up. He's been a truck driver for decades as the costs are affecting everyone's bottom line. It really hurt, hurt everybody. According to AAA, here in Texas, the state average is just over $5 a gallon for diesel fuel. You have two tanks on either side. They're basically 125 gallon tanks. So you're filling up 250 gallons of fuel at $5.10, which is roughly about 1300 bucks now. Eldon Featherston is the operations manager for the community truck driving school. He's been in the trucking business for 23 years. This is the worst I've seen it. Says with the higher fuel costs for trucking companies, owners are charging fuel surcharges to the end user, impacting prices at places like the grocery store. They know it's uh, because of the cost of getting it there. And also, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a twofold. You've got the price of the fuel that's went up and the truck driving shortage still hasn't went away. Featherston says this ultimately impacts you, the consumer. People like us. Uh, the people that buy all these groceries in these stores, and everybody ends up paying a little bit every time. As for Garcia and Featherston, they're both hoping we see some relief at the pump soon. And once again, here in Texas, we're averaging just over $5 a gallon for diesel fuel. In Wisconsin, they're the cheapest at $4.88. In California, it's $6.43. Brian, back to you. KVU's Matt Fernandez live for us along I-35 in Georgetown this afternoon. Matt, thanks a lot. All right, so there it is. We put it out there. Um, I want to hear everybody's opinion on the fuel prices. If you're listening to us tonight, please call the number 229-740-0912. But uh, I'll be looking to hear from somebody here pretty soon. But uh, with that said, uh, Steve, what's yeah. the fuel prices looking like in Ohio? About, about the same. They're anywhere from <laughs> I've seen them like four ninety nine to five fifty a gallon. I mean, you know, I run to Tennessee and back every day, five days a week. I come in, I average seventy two, seventy three gallons in my truck a day. Man, that's that's four hundred bucks or better. And, you know, I, I realize that my company's probably getting a, a discount, but, I, you know, how much of a discount, I don't have a clue. You know, I just pull up and, and pump it and then go on. I don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, you sit here and you think about, I see some beautiful trucks running up down the road. I know freight rates are starting to bottom out. They're starting to drop different different areas, different different style of freight and everything. And I don't, I don't know how these boys and gals are doing it. I, I really don't. You know, you're sitting there with a two, three thousand dollar a month truck payment, and then every time you stop and fuel, what every other day, every third day, you're dropping a thousand dollars in a fuel tank, if not more. You know, 
I took a little road trip out to Phoenix, Arizona a couple weeks ago. Pump shut me off at 990 gallons. I mean, 990 bucks. And that was about 100 and, you know, 100 gallons, 150 maybe. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I don't know how these guys are doing it. And, you know, you remember here a while back, the EPA got on on the kick with the uh, generators and the, uh, what do they call them, the UPAs. EPUs and all that. APUs, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you sit there and you idle, you figure roughly a gallon a, an hour, and those things would take like a 12-ounce pop can all night. I mean, they, they've got to be getting back into them, but, you know, whatever you spent on them four or five years ago, you know that price has doubled. I, I just – Tim, I said this to you before. Our fearless leader was on the TV – Said he he can't do nothing about it. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He can erase all them them executive orders. Put this put this country back on the track it was. Good right. grief, man. I, I mean, what are you trying to do to us? This is crazy. Right, right. This this is just not the fault of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. This was set forth way before that when all those executive orders were signed. You know, we we have we're sitting on enough oil now that we can be oil independent. I got a call coming in. Uh go ahead with the conversation. Yeah, I just you know I listened to a, a I believe it was a senator for a minute, caller. Okay. I believe he was a senator or something out of South Dakota and like he said this is this is their agenda to push the EVs, the electric, you know, vehicles. Our grids can't handle it. I mean, you know, uh, you think people's mad now? You know, paying more money, three, four, five, six hundred dollars a month more in groceries and gas and everything else. You wait, you wait till they start having rolling brownouts. You know, you're sitting in the dark. You can't run your air conditioner. Right, I mean, right. I mean, you guys are down south. It's a whole lot warmer down there than it is up here right now. I right. think I think this is the worst the country has ever had to experience it. You know, with the with the like the video you just showed, Tim, where the diesel prices being the highest ever. People are, you know, now realizing just how it works that that when the price of diesel goes way up here, so does the price of every single thing you use. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got a caller on the line here and I'm going to bring on, uh, got Mr. Scott Post, uh, drive for FedEx ground out of uh, Minnesota. Hey, Scott, welcome to Trucker's Voices tonight. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for your sponsorship of the show. Uh, but go ahead. Thanks, Tim. And uh, I just want to say, Chuck, uh, you've got a very, uh, very great story there. And I just want to, again, compliment you on your grit to see things through. And uh, here's a tough road, but uh, it uh i'm glad you stuck with it and uh i appreciate you being out here yep yeah i i have no regrets i've i've had a, i had a really good career i'm glad i i stuck with it too that's good uh this energy there's many faults about it here uh i i got off i know you guys are a little uh time delay but you were talking about the leadership starting at the top but Things have been done that have affected the future supply of petroleum, and that things have really shot up sky high. Um, I've got a friend who's got one truck, his own DOT number, and he's got a good account and round trips. 
but he said it's costing him over a dollar a mile just for fuel, and he's slowed way down and, uh, with a W900 Kenworth, and he's getting 7.2 miles per gallon, and it's still costing him over a dollar a mile to, for fuel, and that was two weeks ago. But friend, another friend of mine, he's got about 50 trucks running, he says, so you need an extra $2,000 to haul the load. Let's say it's a load of meat. He says, a 40,000 pound load, that should only raise the price of meat five cents a pound. And I know there's other factors. He says, so you've got on the other side of it, some people are taking advantage of this too and making it tougher on the consumer through uh, price gouging. But I think about a lot of these people up here, they, they maybe commute 30 or 40 miles one way to work. And if they're not making as much as we do as drivers, how are they gonna? How are they gonna even be able to afford to go to work one of these days? It's yeah. My coworker was joking. Are we gonna get a fuel surcharge on our paychecks? I said, well, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. But how are some of these people gonna afford to even be able to go to work? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, you're that right. is a reality. That is well, a reality. My my I, son works for a company that that uh, is a sister company to Ring Power, and and they just gave them a $2,500 bonus just to offset the cost of living and, and the cost of things right now. Right. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I recently bought a new pickup truck, and um, I actually let it sit at the house for the most part of the week while I'm at work. Uh, I, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have another vehicle to drive that's better on, you know, fuel, but that's the reason I'm driving the other vehicle. I mean, just for that fact to save on fuel. Well, that, and you like your hair blowing in the wind in the Jeep. That's what it is. Well, you know, <laughs> I do like my hair blowing in, you know, in the wind for sure. Now, now see, it's just like me. I, you know, I got the motorcycle out, but they called for rain the last two days. So I thought, well, you know. I don't want to ride in the rain if I don't have to. I go to work, it ain't raining. I come home, it ain't raining. I'm like, what are you, what's the deal here? So I think I'm just going to suck it up. <clears throat> and if it ain't raining in the morning, well, I guess I'll get a bath on the way home. Yeah. But, you know, I only live three miles from work. And if I could figure out a way to get an electric golf cart that allow me on the on the street out here, I mean, I, I can run the golf cart around the, the neighborhood, but if I could just sneak my way to work every day, I'd do it in a well, Hold on, Steve. It's only three miles from your house down there to the uh, center? Yeah. Six miles. six miles round trip. Brother, you think about how much exercise you would get every day. Bicycle. Yeah. I'd be, I, hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, believe it or not, believe it or not, I got people that back this up. There was one point whenever I was really exercising real hard. I used to ride a bicycle from uh, a certain point in, in where I live out here to my center. I, I was doing it until I almost got run over, and then I was like, no more. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's what worries me. You know, I, I've thought about that, and that, that's what worries me because these people are crazy. Yeah. I mean, hey, Scott. Scott Post, thank you for listening. I know you you, you hung up. Thank you for listening on, on online now. So we appreciate your call. Anybody else that wants to call in, please call in and voice your opinion on the fuel prices that's going on. It affects everybody. It affects it affects everything that we do. So if you want to call in, call the show 229-740-0912. Go ahead, Steve. 
A lady on the local news here said average average fuel right now here in Ohio is about four thirty seven a gallon. People still going, and I see that every day. I think you and I talked about that, Tim. I asked you how traffic was going south, and and you know from seventy five from Dayton down to Roll Blue, Tennessee, and back. I mean, I I can't see where the fuel prices are affecting people right now. But like she said on the on the five o'clock news today. They estimate that it's going to go up to about 520 a gallon, and that's when you're going to see a decrease in traffic. Right. And, and don't get me wrong, all of us as truck drivers, we hated the COVID thing, but we sure like what COVID did to the interstates because it just left us out there by ourselves. I mean, it was it was it was okay. And even if it goes to 520 a gallon and it cuts the traffic in half. What's it going to do to us truck drivers? Right, yeah, right, right now diesel about five sixty nine is what I pay for it here for my pickup truck. Wow! Um, but it doesn't seem to be stopping people from driving in the state of Florida. Yes. Yeah. All right, so um, let's let's jump off of that, and um, it's eight forty seven uh, here Eastern right now. Let's start transitioning to a uh, to a wind down here. Um, Chuck, on a different note, you got something coming up next week that you're going to be a part of. Tell us a little bit about it. I am. I, um, I'm going over to Daytona Beach for five days. And uh, me and another driver are going to be the announcers oh. for the oh, Florida he- Truck Driving Championship. Go ahead and call his name. Everybody knows him. Charlie Demchuk. <laughs> oh boy, Chuck! Oh yeah, man. we we have we have announced. Um, I don't know, two or three years before, um, you know, over the years, and and we always had such a good time doing it. And he wanted to do it again. He said, "Hey, this might be the last time." He said, "So you know, he still works for Walmart, and he he got with uh, the person in charge of that, and uh, got approval for him." He said, "Well." You know, what about Chuck? Well, yeah, he doesn't work anymore. If he wants to volunteer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm volunteering. I'm dragging my camper over there and, and setting it up and, and gonna, gonna uh, do the announcing for the Florida TDCs down here. And that's awesome. Now, um, are you guys going to be inside an arena or something? Absolutely. Okay. Inside the Ocean Center, right directly across from the beach at Daytona. Okay. They are spoiled. They are yeah. spoiled. Uh, you literally can walk out the Ocean Center, cross A1A, and you're on the beach. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so Chuck, um, uh, off topic of trucking here, I, I did want to get into this a little bit about it, uh, uh, about this. Uh, your hobby. Tell us a little bit about your hobby on the side there. Uh, which one? Well, uh, the, uh, car club. Yes. Yeah. Um, up until a month ago, I was, um, president of Gainesville street rods, a car club, local car club here. Um, we have about 150 members in the club. Um, it's a pretty strong outfit. We do a monthly uh, meeting and a monthly cruise in and we do an annual car show and the car show, all the proceeds from the car show 
and lots of the proceeds that we make through the year um, from the cruise ends are all donated at the end of the year to a uh, outfit here in Gainesville called Stop Children's Cancer. Um, they, 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 it's for research and development for for um, finding uh, cures and preventatives for children's cancer. Uh, they do all their research through University of Florida. Um, and I was very pleased that my last thing as president this year to be able to uh, give almost $10,000 to them after our car show. Oh, that's, that's absolutely awesome. Uh, so are, so you're still involved with it, though? I mean, even I, though I am. I'm still a member. Um, you know, I stole my Camaro a, a few months back, bought a boat. Um, but I have since acquired my first Ford I've ever owned. Um, it's a 1966 Thunderbird. Uh, so I've got it out in the garage at my brother's place now, and, and it just needs to be put back together to run, but then it needs some serious body work. But the woman I got it from, I, I made her a promise that I would at least get it running. Um, it, it, it was their son's car when he was in high school. And he drove it for a few years after that. And then I guess the, the, the engine went out. It got parked at, at his parents' house. It sat for several years until his dad just got tired of looking at it. And his dad rebuilt the motor, set the block back in the car, sent the heads off, got them rebuilt, got them back. And as soon as he got them back, he passed away. And the car sat in a garage for five and a half years under a cover. Wow. And she was going to scrap it. She, she didn't know what to do it. She just wanted her garage back. And, and she got in touch with me through the club. And I said, I, I, I begged her. I said, please don't scrap it. I said, I, I will definitely take it. I said, but I'm going away. I'm, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I said, but as soon as I get back, I can come and get it. And she said, honey, that car has been sitting five and a half years. Two more weeks won't make a bit of difference. She said, it's yours when you get back. So. Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, I'm going to tell a story here, and I don't know if Steve knows this story or not, but uh, me and uh, Captain Chuck there, uh, we were in West Virginia, and um, we were doing some student education on how to share the road with our commercial vehicles. And in the background behind the truck that we had set up with the uh, blind spot demonstrations, we heard banjos. <laughs> that was that, that, no, it wasn't West Virginia. It was, it was in Virginia. So we found out that that was an elective course at that high school there. But here's the rest of the story. So, so we had to go, and take a bathroom break, correct? So this school was an old school, looked like something back from the the 50s. Wouldn't you say it was probably built in the 50s, Chuck? Yep, yep. So old we were tile walls and yep. So we were in this bathroom. We did our business and uh I did my business. And well, Chuck was over washing his hands, and I was just kind of looking around in there doing my business. And I was like, hey, look at this old heater. There was an old radiator heater in there. Chuck spins around, and and what did you say, Chuck? I I can't remember, but it it kind of rhymed with heater. <laughs> I said, "Look at this old heater," <laughs> and he spun around. I remember what you said. What did you say? 
I said, I said, look at this old eater right here. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so we had some good times together, and uh, Mr. David Boyer has never let us live that down. But yeah. uh, we had good times, uh, you know, doing education through, you know, safety through education for sure. Now, and that, and that was always your motto, Chuck, is uh, safety through education. And, and yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you real quick how that came about. I was with the Florida road team at Truckers Day at the Capitol in the Capitol Rotunda. Uh, and and I actually had my Walmart truck set up in the Rotunda at the Capitol. And and uh, the. Uh, we had a bunch of people come out, but the, the news stories, the news people were there doing some, some some films. And one of them asked me just what is it exactly you're doing and just. Out of nowhere, I said, we're promoting safety through education. And and that has just stuck with me ever since. It's, you know, that's that's my my motto is promoting safety through education. So. It's a good. good one. It's a good. good one. Steve, you got anything else before we kind of uh, wind it on down? Because you know what's coming next. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You got anything else you want to ask, uh, Chuck? No, it's 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 been a good time, Chuck. I appreciate all your insight. I appreciate all your info. I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Um, I know you and I worked together a couple times, and and I listened to you share that story. Um, but that's that's what we're about. That's that's you know whether you're on a state road team, ATA road team, your company road team. That's why they pick us because we're we're living it. We we live in and and breathe this every day, you know. And and who's better yet to tell a story than somebody that lives it, lives it every day. So, Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah. and, and like you know the TDC. I mean it's it's TDC season, man. It's kicked off, and you know the best of the best show up, and and even the rookies turn into be best of the best, you know. So I uh, appreciate everything you're doing there, my friend. So, so drivers, we are uh, getting ready to uh, pull into the yard and pull the brakes on this show. Uh, but before we do that, we have got to go to Speedo's rant of the day. Y'all hang tight. Okay, here we go. Big pet peeve of mine, it always has been, and it always will be. And yesterday, I experienced it even more. Now, mind you, I was on a get-on ramp. I had a lane, a lamp, ramp lane between me and the traffic. But these people just will not get over. They will not give it up. And, you know, you're going down the road, and I get it. I get it. We're up here. Cars are down here. They can't see as far as what we can, but we're when we put that turn signal on, there's a reason. There's a reason. Just like today, there was people out walking around, and I'm trying to get over. Cars just kept going by, kept going by. I'm slowing down. I'm slowing down. I put my four ways on, and the one that really got me was the big truck. The big truck cut out behind me. He seen exactly what was going on, just stayed out there. Come on, people. Slow down. Give these people room. I don't care if it's police, it's fire, it's ambulance, if it's a tire changer. 
I don't care, and I don't like it. These guys pull over on the side of the road to whatever they're doing, kicking the tire, checking something, whatever it is, go to a ramp, get someplace safe. But when you see something on the side of the road, go left. Go left. The last thing you want to do is run over somebody. Okay, I'm done. All right. Well, we're back from Speedo's Man of the Day. Uh, we have pulled on the yard. We have set the brakes. All we got to do is post-trip this show right now. So um, go ahead, Steve. Start with your post-trip. I, I was just I was just going to look down at this last one. Come in. It says Facebook user. It says they now call Chuck Thunderbird. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he must know who that come from. Uh, it's got to be Danny or Chuck, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I can't see who it is because they didn't get permission. to. If they get permission to use their name, you know, before, I can see it. But some people I just can't see, um, you know. But anyway, hey, that is Chuck Thunderbird now. <laughs> Chuck, I want to say it's been great having you on the show tonight. Uh, it's a pleasure hearing your story. Uh, I appreciate your friendship. Uh, I appreciate everything that you did for the trucking industry and everything that you're still doing because you, you know, once a trucker, you're always a trucker. Absolutely. Uh, any, any last words there, Steve? I just, uh, same, same on me. Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate everything. I'll call you more. Trust me, I will. I'll start calling you more, but I know you're a busy guy just because you're retired. You're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, I I am, but I, I I always got time to take a call from from somebody. So I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. <laughs> See, he knows when I call, I'm usually calling wanting something. I've got something going on right. in this noodle right here, or either I'm trying to get money for the safety drive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and all, I'm not all, all good causes though, driver. Yeah, and I'm not embarrassed to say that. Hey, 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 everybody out there, if you're listening. Uh, if you want to uh, help um, Chuck out with his calls that he does with his car show with the uh, uh, what was it again, Chuck? Children's Cancer. Stop Children's Cancer. Yeah. Y'all can get a hold of me. I'll, I'll get you the information uh, and get you in touch with Chuck there. But um, anything that you can do to help anybody, whether it be with the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation or Chuck's calls there. Hey, uh, you know, if you can give one dollar or twenty dollars. It don't matter. It helps the child. And and we're passionate about that. That's the reason I'm talking about it right now. So, Absolutely. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining in tonight. Um, we're we're post-tripping the show. We're, we're getting it over with. We're making sure everything's okay. Y'all join us uh, not next week. Uh, there's not going to be a show next week. But two weeks from now, we'll be back on at 8 o'clock uh, live on Trucker's Voices page, Safety Drive page, and um, YouTube. Um this guy's going on vacation. That's why there ain't no show. Yeah. Uh -huh. The rest of us are out here working. You know, I just had to throw that out there. Sorry. And, and the boss told him to leave the computer at home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Turn the electronics That's off. all right. I don't blame her. <laughs> 10 4. All right. Hey, y'all hang with me for a minute. We'll close the show out. Thank y'all again. Have a great day tomorrow. Stay safe. And remember, Look out for those who aren't looking out for themselves. Let's go trucking.
believe in God. 